and like that and that's too while we yeah oh i should have put a disclaimer sorry this episode's about drinking if you're <laughs> like oh sorry content warning if you have gotten this far and you're triggered i'm so sorry but like i recognize that not everybody drinks not everybody wants to drink there no, are people exactly. who are recovering there are people who have never drank there are people who can't people drink like, like me that's practicing yeah <laughs> So, like, so, sorry. Oh, I'm trying to be better about, like, recognizing people's different, like, positions that they could be in and, like, yeah, put in warnings about it. we're from our own experience yeah. more than anything. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Any Crack with me, Shannon Callahan. Hey, everyone, welcome back. Today's episode I might sound a bit further away, turn that volume up, but that's because I have here in person, live for the first time, an Irish guest, an Irish person in the flesh. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I made Irish friends. So I'm just going to let Brian introduce himself. You can just say a little bit about you, where you're from in Ireland would be good if you want to talk about what you do or like how you came up to Dublin or something like that. Um, what your favorite thing about me is. We did that in the last time I had guests and that was went over very well for me. So I'll just keep that going and then we'll dive right in. This is so... Take a little sip if you need. <laughs> hey guys, my name is Brian. I am 37 years old, single. Joking. Uh, <laughs> about which? <laughs> I wish about my age, but no, unfortunately, I am 37, so I'm well-versed in what we're about to talk about, mm. but um, yes, as Shannon said, I'm from Ireland, I'm from the west coast of Ireland, County Mayo, quite rural, come from a small village, moved to Dublin about eight years ago, was living in Scotland for a while, missed the, uh, the Irish men, so decided to move home to the big smoke of Dublin, where I've been living and working ever since and loving every minute of it great what's your favorite thing about me favorite thing about you okay i have two favorite things about oh really? you. Ooh. okay first it's obviously your eyes oh. because they're hypnotizing i don't know thank what it is you. and it's also the brows oh thanks but obviously myself and shannon worked together and that's how i got to know her and i don't know if it's a compliment well we're gonna say it's a compliment but i love your honesty uh, like you are straight to the point yeah. there is no messing around yeah. it is take me as you see me and that is it and I love that I hate people that hide in the grey you know so yeah no your honesty your directness your yeah your aura you're just fabulous oh thanks so much (laughs) don't stop this the episode is the question was how did I turn out so fabulous and here's the answer could be a spin-off podcast for you oh my god spin-off pod just me talking about myself (laughs) Jesus um okay so thanks so much thanks for introducing yourself Thanks for coming on. I'm so excited. We have cracked open the beers because today we are talking about drinking. <laughs> Shock Surprise! So today's question, we're kind of going to do in two parts. The question that I got was about Irish drinking culture, specifically public discourse on alcohol abuse. And that was from somebody who was just kind of asking about like how Americans kind of will say like oh I'm Irish like it's in my heritage it's in my culture to like be like have a high tolerance or to be drunk or like there's you know alcoholism runs in Irish people like that kind of thing so like 
the question was I guess asking about like how true is that and like we're gonna kind of talk I think about like how that stereotype maybe came to be and then I thought it would be a good idea to just talk about drinking culture in general and yeah Brian and I used to work together at a bar so like we've witnessed a lot but also obviously we drink so like we can talk about the differences between American drinking culture and Irish drinking culture and kind of like what I've witnessed and Brian being from down the country as well it's a different game out there as I think a bit from Dublin so just kind of all of that together we'll see how long it is as we know from previous episodes with guests I tried to keep it to like 45 minutes to an hour but we'll see where we go we'll see where we end up so kind of to the first point Brian I suppose yeah like it definitely is common in the U.S. for Americans to be like oh I'm Irish like you know St. Patrick's Day is my day to be a drunken mess but also like I'm Irish so like I can drink a lot or like I think that was the one that I was most familiar with growing up wasn't so much of like oh my family's Irish so like we like that's why we're alcoholic but more so like oh my family's Irish so like we have a high tolerance we just love to drink kind of thing yeah I mean I hear from a lot of Americans especially working in the service industry people coming over on holidays they're like I've got Irish blood in me so you know going out tonight I'll have a whole four beers I'm gonna go wild and you're like well we take more than four beers to get us going wild yeah. but yeah um, they definitely do have a certain opinion of us and you can even see it on American programs where you know Irish people are being represented as like the, the drunken guard or you know yeah. in the Simpsons everyone going wild on St. Patrick's Day yeah. um, how it started I couldn't tell you I do remember hearing a story that a lot of Irish immigrants during the time of the famine moving over and obviously because of their poor lifestyles at the time turned to drinking and that's really maybe the height of it starting off but I don't think we drink as much as Americans portray I mean I do think we definitely drink more than our European counterparts but I definitely think um having family especially that live over in London and I've lived in London I've lived in Scotland and I think the British drink way more than the Irish yeah. I mean at lunchtime they'll pop in for lunch three or four pints back to the office yeah. you don't really see that here Yeah. Saturday morning they're straight off to the pub yeah. spend the day there yeah and they can drink earlier over there as well like the 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 length of time you can be out at a pub is longer yeah. so you can even start sooner and they have 24 hour bars yeah I know we, like, we definitely enjoy a drink. We enjoy having the crack. Yeah. We, we're very sociable people, whether it's telling stories, sing songs, gatherings, and we like to do it with a drink. Yeah. But I don't tra- think we are as the stereotype does betray us. Yeah. When you mentioned the famine, that was kind of what I was thinking was just because there were so many... Irish people who came over at once in a like a span of like mm-hmm. 10 15 20 years and then like we know that Irish people when they did come over to the US like there was a period of time where people like were like oh they're just going to be the laborers like they're just going to be kind of like the poor working class cuz that's what they were thought of as whereas like when you think about okay like obviously it was a British colony so like British people would have moved over they would have drank but they would have gotten separated from that kind of drinking culture a lot sooner whereas then the Irish people came over so it just became I think like oh the Irish people are the drunks and then 
like yeah i think it kind of like i think that makes sense i don't know for i mean sure. we did give you moonshine yeah so <laughs> you know a lot of the irish i don't know if people are aware but putchin it's a distilled um liquor that is made from potatoes of course it's made from potatoes um in ireland and it's quite heavily proofed it's about 80 percent three shots will send you absolutely like one shot if you've already delula you'd be gone crazy but this was taken over to america yeah. obviously made with different ingredients but the same yeah um the same kind of uh alcohol content yeah. but so we gave you moonshine but i think a lot of people at that time did drink you know they yeah. were at the bottom of the barrel yeah um you know no blacks no irish no dogs you know yeah no skills they did seem to drink quite a lot reminiscing of home yeah because when you're forced like if you think about it, yeah you're leaving the famine it was like tragic so you're yeah, once you were gone like, you were never coming yeah, back there was no cheap Aer Lingus flights yeah. and popping over to New York in four yeah, hours exactly so of course like you come over to this new place you're not really wanted you don't really want to be there and like sure you don't have there's no mental health professionals in the way <laughs> that we then. have that like you do know I mean there's hardly even words for like experiencing like poor mental health so like yeah I feel like turning to drink and then that probably snowballed into a stereotype and then it eventually became when Irish people were kind of accepted into like white American culture it probably became like oh the Irish like they're just like the lovable drunk kind of like silly and then like yeah American media kind of snowballed it from there even further to be like oh yeah they're just like happy-go-lucky like top of the morning kind of I mean nobody says top of the morning to you I I would love to even research where that (laughs) phrase came from tipping the hat you know no god you know it's as bad as leprechauns sorry to shock you all out there but there's no such thing as leprechauns (laughs) which Americans seem to always think is real when they come over they're like we're looking for the leprechauns we're looking for the fairies I'm like if you drink enough whiskey you'll see one see the fairies (laughs) for sure yeah Yeah. and well sometimes though I do feel like the tour groups don't help with that because they play into those a bit but they have to for money but that's a different topic for a different question but yeah I think when it comes to like the stereotype has how it grew in the U.S. I think it was yeah probably just the Irish people came over in mass probably did drink a good bit and then drowning their miseries yeah and then it just kind of continued on Mm -hmm. and then I think back over in Ireland as it was like rebuilding after the famine as it then was becoming an independent country and trying to like make a name for itself it definitely like after independence Ireland like definitely was not automatically like a bumping country and in some ways you could say it's like hardly like a modern country now like it's really what was it i've wasn't it like the 70s before everywhere in ireland even had electricity or 50s or something there was so yeah just it really took a while in urban areas there's electricity and the er, the rural um electrification of ireland uh my mother's generation they didn't have electricity until 1956 yeah so yeah it was quite backwards i mean when ireland became an independent state it was completely run by the church uh, the government handed everything over to the church so the church run the schools the hospitals um, basically controlled how people went around their daily lives in fear of god and even during those times a lot of irish people turned to drink yeah because it was escapism as well yeah. you know um they would have drank a lot more 
than I would think now because it was something to look forward to. Yeah. Because it was quite a poor country. Yeah. Even up till the Celtic Tiger in the last recent yeah. 20 years is when Ireland has really shifted. A, I think from a, a heavy drinking culture. My mother is a recovered alcoholic of 20 years and she talks about it very openly and honestly. And she would have said because of her poor lifestyle, not much to look forward to no aspirations very mm. poor country especially in the 80s my father had to immigrate over to the uk to send money home yeah. she turned to drink it was a way of blocking out you know the sadness in her life etc but then the celtic tiger came ireland blossomed we're all in a better position obviously i've grown up in it i know no different yeah but um i would definitely think my generation's drinking culture wouldn't be as severe as maybe yeah. generations past yeah where you know they're having their bottle of whiskey drowning their sorrows we're now bouncing off to bars trying out the newest latest craft bar yeah. you know craft beers yeah um sipping on our fine wines we kind of have more appreciation for yeah. the drink enjoying it with the meal than just guzzling it down our necks on a friday because yeah <laughs> i've only got three things of baked beans in the fridge to last me for the week yeah. you know yeah so, yeah yeah and I mean like definitely still is like a, there's a lot that is centered around like just drinking and having a good time here like we I was reading an article a few weeks ago that like in Europe like across Europe during the pandemic drinking kind of went down everywhere except, except for like Ireland, Ireland yeah. and the UK no, yeah, and so it's... I think it definitely is it's maybe it's a bit the, the oh, island yeah. and the weather and all of that between the two countries but like definitely still like I would say my experience here people I coming here I was like right Irish people like to drink whatever like I came from like frat college life I was like no I can out drink most people I know like I can drink people under the table like I'll have no problems here but no people can definitely out drink me here like no problem no questions asked and it's just a different way though of drinking it's different like kind of mentality of it because I feel like in the U.S at least for me coming like drinking in college and like coming up in frat culture it was like let's get as much into our bodies as quickly as possible it can be rubbing alcohol essentially like that gets a vodka label put on it but like let's get as much into our bodies as quickly as possible let's get as fucked up as possible and then we'll like run around a frat for a few hours and then like maybe hang out chill with our friends and then go to bed that was kind of the culture that we like my friends and I would have kind of drinking wise came up and and because it's 21 the age that you are legally allowed to start drinking it's completely different that way the way you have to navigate drinking I think we start drinking a bit later than people would do here even if you are drinking under age like I was trying to think back to like who I knew who was drinking in high school so what would have been like in, what age are you though you're like when you're like 14 to 18 is high school okay so like I don't think like my friends I think my maybe my first friend started drinking when we were 17, 18. Okay. And like I didn't start drinking until I was like 19, 20. Oh, completely. So like I was very Irish. like I was a bit later than I'd say most of my friends. I didn't drink probably the latest of all of my friends, but like even the ones who did start drinking like and even people who weren't my friends who were in different circles like I'm trying to think maybe 6 maybe 16 was the youngest whereas I know definitely people here would start drinking younger oh 13 14 yeah. is your first taste of alcohol yeah. and it's usually maybe at a family social gathering where they think it's great crack to give 
a small whiskey glass full of beer. Now you're talking yeah. about three mouthfuls. Yeah. You know, you, starts, to your, yeah. your niece or nephew for a giggle. But you know, you're 13, you're 14, you're seeing your parents and everyone having so much fun around yeah. alcohol. So you sneak into their, you know, their drinking cabinet and you're stealing a can or, you know, taking a bit of gin out, filling the rest of the bottle up with water to disguise yeah. it. And you're meeting with your friends behind a wall. And yeah, yeah, you're definitely 13, 14. And if you haven't by 15, you're an alien. You're, yeah. you're not Irish. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like I was probably in a very like goody two shoes group. So maybe I just missed people drinking younger. But I even parties that I would have gone to, like I feel like definitely we were, it was maybe 16 before I heard about like, a lot of people drinking like maybe yeah people were doing it at home their parents would let them have like a glass of wine with dinner or something but like if we're talking about like getting fucked up oh yeah i mean most teenagers especially when i was 16 17 we were getting into clubs yeah obviously not in my hometown it's a small area they know who you are but you know i had a part-time job during the summer i was saving and i was dressing to look mature yeah and i could walk into a nightclub in dublin and i was out partying living my best life 16 years of age doing things and seeing things i shouldn't have seen at 16 (laughs) but and that wasn't just me that was a lot of my friends as well yeah we do start a lot younger than by 18 we're legal to drink you know yeah whereas most of us like (laughs) the first time we legally drink is like when we study abroad because we'll study abroad when we're like 19 or 20 and then we'll come over to europe and we'll be like (laughs) woo like so fun like we can drink legally and then we go back home and we're still under 21 and then we're like oh but when i was in france like guys like this is how you drink like we just like we literally don't even know what we're doing we're such messes but then in some ways we like are mental because we just like binging i think binging definitely happens in both cultures but i think 100 different it's just like yeah, different when we're younger binging would have been for yeah the economics you're you're drinking yeah. quick and cheap to yeah. experience it and yeah. then as you get older you might yeah refine your palate a bit or That's like it, yeah just do it differently like you go out just a bit different but definitely i think some some similarities that i've noticed here the thursday night drink like everybody i don't think it doesn't matter where you are like everybody loves a good like thursday night oh, thursday yeah get yeah you back for friday and the yeah. weekend thursdays are some of the best nights in yeah Dublin. so fun i think also like pre's so you guys call it like pre's or we call like it prinking prinking we were just pre-game Okay. Because, like, everything is sports-related in of America. Course. Of course. <laughs> it's like the pre-game. You go to the pre-game. That's, like, kind of similar in both cultures, like, drinking before you go out to where you're going to go. Like, that would yeah. be the same. You're having it's a like, couple of drinks. You're getting ready, yeah. dolled up, you yeah. know, take the edge off things, put a bit of Mariah Carey on the background. Yeah. yeah. Or Lady Gaga. Sorry, or, Ab- sorry, or ABBA. Or ABBA. The, oh. like, number one most shot. You would think ABBA was an Irish group for oh, how much it's played here. It's Weddings, so funny. Weddings, funerals, bar mitzvahs for limited Jewish community. But mm. yeah, ABBA. ABBA, if, like... ABBA or Tina Turner rolling on the river. If... if those two are not played it's a disaster of yeah night. you're not at, you're not in ireland yeah. like anywhere in ireland like abba's constant it's so funny because i like, love me a bit of abba but like it would never be out on a night out and then it's constant here uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um what else is so that's the first difference abba second difference like i just remember when i like one of the the first times that I like was going out here like I was talking to this guy and there was like a pong table set up and I was like oh do you want to play and he was like I'm Irish I don't play games 
And that's like just been stuck in my head ever since. It's like Irish people don't play games. And it's like halfway true, halfway not. Like I'd say in America, we're so game focused. Like it's just an easy way for us to get into drinking. And it's an easy way if you're talking about like, yeah, getting as like economically, like getting as much in like as quickly as possible. Games are a good surefire way to do that. And I also find games are good for like when you don't know everybody to yeah, like, good for get bonding. people to like, have something to do or talk mm. about while they're like getting comfortable but that's not necessarily like i definitely do find that's not as much the case no yeah no we're not yeah uh, i don't know why i can't give an answer for it i just definitely know we don't do it yeah you know uh, spin the bottle you're not <laughs> doing that you're gonna be end up kissing most of your neighbors yeah um yeah no we're not a big g- g- gaming I think maybe it's because Americans were just so competitive. Like we just, like we're just always like sports focused. Like even our. I think like, we're just too busy gossiping ourselves. Yeah. Like we love to have a drink and a nather and talk about yeah. this neighbor and so so down the road and yeah. you know, oh, are you related to this person and finding yeah. out different connections? We're too busy with our mouths. We yeah. never shut the hell up. That I don't know why. Like no shortage of conversation. And so it's not, like you might as well just like put the pint in front of you yeah if we're not talking somebody is pulling out a guitar and we're having a sing song or mm. you know we're putting on ABBA and lip syncing and dancing around the place which is kind of nicer though because it is a lot more this is the thing when I was doing my, when I did my friendship episode and I was talking about how like Irish people are more insular they're harder to get to know but once you're in you're in kind of thing mm-hmm. whereas like I do feel like um, like you can talk to Americans a lot quicker but it's often a bit more superficial so like when you're out on like drinking with Irish people like you're actually having like full-on conversations you're gossiping or like catching up that way but like you're you're fully immersed in like oh, chatting mean- with them whereas like in the U.S. if you're just playing a game you might be like oh my god Shannon was so fun like she was so fun I definitely want to hang out with her again but you probably couldn't tell me anything about shannon do you know oh, whereas yeah. like when you're sat drinking with irish people you're just like you know next thing you know your to, whole life story yeah. is out like down to what there. color underwear you're wearing i yeah. mean you know everything about yeah. them about their family where they came from like yeah or the table beside you oh big you know biggest covid com- issue yeah eavesdropping on your conversation maybe you're on a date they're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And they'll give their opinion on what they think of the person. I mean, we're not shy. We tell it like it is. So, That's, yeah. That should be the stereotype that I think Americans should know is that Irish people are like gossip girls. Oh, 100%. Times like a million. We love the sound of our own voice. And obviously not everyone, you know. But yeah, so like obviously not everybody drinks. Mm-hmm. Not everybody in Ireland drinks the same way. Not no. everybody, you know, we do. Like I, I've said before, like I try to generalize as little as possible but in my experience from working at bar and just like hanging out with Irish people like this is what I've come to learn I think and I think working in a bar or a restaurant is a great insight into people's drinking habits cultures I mean you can even just see by somebody walking in the door their body language whether you're going to have a good night with them as in serving them they're going to be enjoyable to look after or they're just going to be a nightmare and you see all kind of walks of life and you know people having dates coming in drunk nervous making a fool of themselves or people group of girls just out to have a laugh and you know you can vibe off that as well you know and then so much Guinness I think this is one thing that Americans we get wrong is like we'll have like a Guinness and I don't think we realize that it's like no you have like 15 yeah you need five or six (laughs) 
I'm the Guinness of But it's like Ireland. a steak dinner in one. So you're literally having yeah. like 10 steak dinners. A little whiskey chaser, you know, a nice yeah. little red breast or, you know, an expensive whiskey on the side <laughs> just to clear the palate. But yeah. I mean, if you're drinking Guinness, you're on, you're on Guinness for the night. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. You, you can't have like a Guinness and then go and lager. It'll no. upset your stomach. Yeah, no. You'll be up all night. We won't go into that. But no, learn yeah, that the, the black way. stuff. I think it's like, I mean, it's really nice. I actually like one of the things too is like, I've come to learn that there is actually a difference between a good pour of Guinness and a bad pour. Oh my God, there's and like, an art to it, yeah. a technique. And I would have been like, oh my God, when I first got here, I've been like, oh God, like I'm sure it's not that hard and it's not, but when you have a good pint, oh my God, you, you can actually, taste the difference. so good. And then when you have a shit pint, you're like, shocking. I worked in Edinburgh for a brief period of time in an Irish bar and they used to pull the Guinness like they would pull any draft beer uh. and for me it's sacrilege because when you start working in a restaurant or bar or even drinking it's the the showmanship as well yeah. but it, it, it helps with the taste. There's a science behind it I can't go into it. Yeah, Google you can, it. You can go to, there's a whole tour you can yeah. do and they'll sh- explain that to you. But when you get a pint and it's all <laughs> bubbly on top and it's just yeah. no yeah. No it's not nice like if the head's too big or like too small on it i'm like such a guinness snob now i wouldn't even drink it like too too much but it is when you're you nervous a nice having one. your first pint when you came over because obviously you're american you're in ireland you want to start yeah. like taste irish food irish yeah. drink was it one of the last things you put to the back burner maybe the first pint that i tried was actually smithicks interesting smithwicks smithwicks <laughs> smithwicks <laughs> as the friends say Prince smithwicks smithwicks <laughs> um, yeah, it was Smithix. Okay. So I was like, oh, a red ale, that sounds interesting. And I thought that was really, like, I liked that. And then so I kind of drank that for a while. Because then I was like, oh, it's Irish, like, so it's cool, like, it works. Yeah. But then I I just kind of waited on Guinness. I don't know, maybe, I, I don't know, maybe I was nervous or maybe I just was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like this. But then I eventually did. And it was like, yeah, grand. Like, and have you ever had a pint of special? What's that? It's a pint of Smithix three quarters way with a Guinness head oh no so you push back the Guinness instead of pulling yeah, it forward you and you give it a Guinness head no I've never no. had that is it nice it's popular down the country especially outside of Dublin down the west Galway would be very popular in Mayo all that kind of area what's down it called Cork. Special. Pine of Special Pine of Special yeah so Pine of Smithics or your red yeah Irish whatever ale, your red is yeah. you're putting a Guinness head on it yeah interesting yeah. the things people put into their Guinness like the black currant that went through me that's usually for ladies who yeah. will have a glass of Guinness because um, yeah. they promote Guinness is good for you. Yeah. Iron levels, apparently, but yeah. to make it more palatable. Your hearts for, are good here. Yeah, the delicate uh, female taste. They put a dash of blackcurrant in it to make um, it more palatable. Okay. Never tried it personally. I've never tried it. I don't know. I think Guinness is fine on its own. No, I think it's gorgeous. And um, that's another thing. What's your take on car bombs? I don't enjoy them. How do you feel like, has anybody ever ordered one off you? Somebody has called it a um, Belfast car bomb <gasps> off me before. And I won't go into That's the history mean. part of it. But that I just... feels so much more personal. Yeah, well, I think it's more racist, yeah. you know. And it was actually an American and they thought they were being funny. And <gasps> I understood it. And I got the gist. I mean, Irish car bomb in general is not funny. No, though. but like, you know, no. Adding a shot of anything to Guinness. I mean, Guinness is heavy enough as it is to put anything in it and try and down it. No. This is why when we talk about like, like Americans will be so quick to be like, oh, I'm Irish. So like I can drink a lot, but then we'll order car bombs on Patty's Day, which it's Patty's Day, not Patty's. I made that mistake. Oh, Shh, don't tell anyone. Patty's, P-A-D-D-Y. But like on Patty's, they'll like order car bombs and stuff. But like, I don't think a single person in the US could tell you 
who's ordering a car bomb could tell you like what an actual car bomb was like why like why why irish car bombs were ever three words strung together but we don't learn that like we don't learn invention in this country it's, it's no it's like american no, thing no yeah 100 yeah, percent. but it's like americans i feel like will come over and try to order it like i don't think we realize what how, like the troubles for as recent as they are like at least from me being like claiming irish american like heritage i was never taught in school or like family or anything about the troubles we are barely taught about them yeah. i suppose because it's been in our recent history we're aware of them because people are talking about it yeah. but it's still a very touchy subject we're, we're in a place of peace and you know um which is good but it's still a very taboo kind of very touchy subject yeah. that has to be approached very sensitively yeah. so when like that you do have people coming over from america ordering it we kind of look at them and go really yeah. like, <laughs> like that's not you're not done your research in the country yeah. you're visiting you know yeah. no um you know <laughs> americans you know. just walk into places and are like hello accommodate uh, me <laughs> yeah no i've seen that you know yeah i've had people come like customers give off about the weather etc etc i'm like and you did not know this about ireland but you know it it frequently rains yeah they're like just i expected it to be a lot milder and you're like no i was like if i'm going to greece i'm researching the beaches the bars the restaurants yeah. the history but yeah yeah we don't do that no and then we order car bombs because we think it's funny yeah and, and we... ask where's the local leprechaun yeah where's the local leprechaun there's a leprechaun museum go find him there i suppose no that's true that's true <laughs> but what else oh let's talk about um well first do we need to pause you need another drink so i we, think i need a top up yeah we um we need to get another round so we'll do a quick pause musical intermission shannon's editing abilities <laughs> and then we'll get a top up <laughs> So we're back and in true Irish fashion we got to chatting a bit outside with my housemates. So it's a bit later now. We didn't start we didn't drink anymore, so we're no. we're still professionally drinking on the job. We've just cracked open our second classy yeah. Czech beer. This is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing four. Irish. We're straight onto the Czech beer. Yeah, no Guinness four, here today. Four for six Carbaki. Yeah. Non-spawn. We're on a budget today, you non-spawn. know? Non-spawn. Does the job, though. Budget drinking. Um, so we did, though, we made a quick list of what we still wanted to discuss with you, what was super important. So I wrote down cheers slash lingo. So we didn't even, when we started drinking the first time, we didn't cheers. I know. So what is, um? how do you cheers... In Ireland, well, what is the word for cheers? We should say in Irish. Slancha. Slancha. And then we take a big gulp and we down the first drink quickly and then we get on to our second. Is there like a common, yeah, is kind there like a, a cheers? Yeah, there. kind of like to uh, It's whatever. usually to your health, to your happiness, you know, cheers to your health. Yeah, that's pretty much it. There was one that my friend used to do, but I can't remember it, so I can't do it justice, but it was basically to honor, and then you would go through this whole thing. It was like 15 minutes long. It was so long. But then at the end, I just remember the end bit was, and if you can't come in or come on her. Oh. <laughs> my kind of man. <laughs> <laughs> and I have no idea what the rest of it was saying, but it was like, yeah. Oh, clever, clever. 
I mean, all my Eastern European friends and Brazilian friends all have these cheers and it's, you know, you're, you're tipping the glass, tits and ass, the bottom of the glass and the top of the glass and you're hitting mm. it off the table. But I don't think we do too much in Ireland because we're all no. so clumsy. Yeah. We'll end up smashing our glass. Yeah, and a bit too, like, just get to the drink. Like. The pretty much you're wasting good, valuable drinking time. Yeah. That's that. No real cheers. Let's talk about lingo. Let's talk about how you describe being drunkity, drunk, drunk. Because we would say like shit-faced, plastered, drunk. We'd say gi Smashed. You might say smashed. Trashed, maybe. Oh, I was bollocksed last night. Bollocksed, gi-eyed. We do have one in the West, but I don't know if they use it in Dublin. What's it? Paralytic. Paralytic. Have you heard of that one? No. Right? So like, oh, she was paralytic last night. It just means you were like so drunk, you're falling over. No, I've not heard that one. Oh yeah, paralytic. I the think f- it's a West of Ireland phrase. The first one that was ever used was pissed. Oh yeah, that's pretty Which common. that one was, yeah, that's common. But that one was confusing because like if we would say like, I'm pissed, we'd be like, I'm pissed off. Like I'm angry. So when some, like the first couple of times we were like, oh, she was pissed. I was like, oh no, what happened? Like pissed off, yeah. yeah. But it was, no, she was just really drunk. I love when people are like, pished. Pished. You, pished. Oh, she was pished she last was pished. night, I tell you. Because then you know she was really, she was really And the drunk. one everyone uses now, lit. Lit. That's American. Yeah, that'd be like American. That's American. Yeah. But we would use it more probably to say that like lit, like we're honest, we're in good humor, we're yeah. drunk and going. Whereas lit is like, oh, the party was lit. Like it was. Okay. It was really fun. Yeah. Um, I was fucked last night. I was. What was the Mangled. Mangled. That's, I was, yeah. I loved that one. Locked. Locked. Oh, locked, yeah, I think, is my favorite one. Yeah, I would use that a lot. And that's like, I feel like locked is always used when there's a moment of like recognition where you didn't realize the person was as drunk as they were. And then you're like, oh, she's locked. Like, there, it's almost like something switches in the person. That oh, yeah. Like, oh, they're locked. Like the lights are off. No yeah. one's home. She is in another yeah. world. You know, she should have done an Irish goodbye. Yeah. Which actually, I was like, oh, is an Irish accent actually a thing? It is. Irish goodbye. Yeah, like yeah. you guys would also call it that. Like we would call it, yeah, like an Irish accent when you just leave without saying goodbye. But I was, when I came here, I was like, oh, is that like also kind of a, like not a thing? Or is it like offensive or something? But no, you guys no, would. Yeah. And you would call it an Irish goodbye as well. Oh, you we would do. call it like goodbye. <laughs> you call it an Irish goodbye. But it's not because we want to leave. It's usually because we're so drunk. Yeah. That you get this urge, you know you're so drunk, and you're like, I need to get out Time of this go. place. I'm going to either get sick, or my legs, I'll stop using them in a few minutes. I need yeah. to throw myself into a taxi. So you yeah. just vacate the situation. You throw yeah. yourself in that taxi, you get yourself home. The other things, the other things I've written down, so I have about like options, just like flavors of things. Okay. That was a big shock to the system that like, I couldn't go to the liquor store and get like, I couldn't even get peppermint schnapps. I couldn't get any kind of flavor besides like maybe raspberry of like a vodka or something. Whereas like if you go to a liquor store in the US, it's like floor to ceiling. You're bombarded. Like your whole, like the length of this house in vodka of like different brands and different flavors at different price points. Like you could get like vanilla vodka, kiwi vodka, like I don't know, your ex's cologne vodka. Like mm-hmm. there's so many flavors of stuff that you just it's much more straightforward much more simple here again kind of going back to what that guy said of like we just drink like there's no frills 
in the same way. Like the no. cocktails can be like very creative and like very flavorful, but not because they're necessarily using like flavored alcohol. Yeah. More so because of like what's added to it. And like, oh, very yeah. bog standard. Two types of vodka. Your three Irish whiskeys. You know, very yeah. much that. You know six beers on a tap you'll have your you know your heineken from amsterdam your carlsberg your guinness your smithix yeah that's your staple around the country and then you come to dublin and obviously now it's a thriving business all these kind of you know little um artisan breweries whether it's gin vodka you know we've a lot more selection yeah um people then come up from the country or you know from outside dublin they're like oh look at all this choice you have up here where we would have a little bit more choice than maybe the rural parts, but then yeah. you go to the continent and you go over to England or you go over to France and you're just overwhelmed by the selection. And the price. And the price. <laughs> uh, yeah, so because expensive. alcohol is so expensive here. It's actually ridiculous. That's why it's so funny too, like when we think about like, oh, Irish people are always like drunk and stuff. And it's like, oh my God, we have to pay so much for the drink over here though. Like yeah. you're kind of like, make sure you get every last fucking drop out of it you're not gonna let anything go to waste yeah the tax on alcohol here is sky high and the reason they've done that is hoping to curb or drinking pattern (laughs) i mean you could go into an off license seven years ago and buy a bottle of wine at half 11 at night which i would on the way home from working in the restaurant but now the cutoff point is 10 in the morning or 10 p.m as that's gonna stop somebody from buying alcohol you're just gonna go to the shop you know, At earlier, 55. you know, if they were putting the, the taxes towards maybe, you know, alcohol prevention, recovery programs, yeah. you know, if that money was going back into kind of maybe solving the problem of alcohol abuse. But no, it's going into the, just the general tax yeah. and whatever the use of it. So, yeah, if uh, any of your American friends are coming over to drink in Dublin, start saving yeah. because it ain't cheap. Yeah, no. we're up there. I think it was number nine or something um, in the world for the most expensive alcohol. It's so expensive. If you're going to come over, just like bring a few bottles over with you. Yeah, duty like, free. For like pre's and stuff. Yeah. And then when you go out, when you go out, it's not as bad. Like I would say in the US now, I don't know for converting like obviously back to US dollars, but like cocktails in the US would be like 12. Okay. I'm like beers could be like yeah five six seven especially because in the u.s there would be more of like the craft beer is a lot bigger thing yeah like all of the micro breweries and stuff like that so those are going to have higher price points and as they become more and more popular like you're going to see them on more menus you're like bud light or miller Miller. like your cores like those are going to still be cheap you can get those for like four because it's made in the country it's not being exported and it's just like piss water but like the regular beers yeah it could be like five six seven still your wines are going to be like six seven eight you the difference i guess in the u.s is there's a lot more drink deals so like i was saying to you probably not on the recording but i was saying to you earlier like you can go in college we used to go on wednesday nights and it was ying and yings and wings and so you could get a picture of yingling which was like a pa's like america's oldest brewery okay based in pa but like you get a picture of Yingling, which would serve maybe like five, you could pour probably like five beers out of that. And then you'd get chicken wings for like 50 cent each wing. But like, Ooh, you're making me hungry. I know it was so good. I miss it so much. <laughs> but like, that's the kind you get deals like that all the time. You get like two for one pictures. You get like 
you know, buy this beer, get one free, like that's not, you know, two for one mm-hmm. deals. And like you would get that some places here, like Pig does that. Yeah, there's... You get a few, um, maybe near like Trinity or near the college might do one or two deals, but like it's not as much of but a thing. But they made it illegal. We used to have... Oh, really? Um, uh, what, what do they used to call it? Happy Hour. And they made Happy Hour illegal maybe seven, eight years ago. Like oh. any kind of benefit with alcohol, the government is like, no, no. let's fix that, let's fix that. Oh. Well, you used to be able to get like two cocktails for X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Because that's the thing too, is shots will be like $2 in the US and here it's like six, six euro. Six euro, yeah. <laughs> for a measure. And the shots here are smaller as well. So even- They are smaller. Because it'd be yeah. very common to order two shots in a go, you know, yeah. like, or in the space of 10 minutes to yeah. your two tequila or your two sambuca. Yeah. But we don't have a, a great option as well for shots. You know, I go onto the continent, you know, you can have Uzo, you know, different countries have different drinks, Slovakia, Svitsa yeah. It's just baby Guinness over baby here, Guinness. which is a waste of money to me oh, because there's so like no fun. alcohol content it's in so it. Fun. And it's just like, ugh. I love I'd a baby rather Guinness. buy a glass of wine. Yeah, you're gonna get a baby Guinness, you're gonna get a Sambuca, or you're gonna get a tequila. Or a Jaeger bomber. Or a Jaeger bomb, yeah. Yeah, Jaegermeister with Red Bull. That's it. That's kind of it. And then people do create little kind of, you know, colourful little shots and stuff, but like That'd that, it's seven thing. Euros, there's no alcohol content. You're drinking a shot to get drunk. Yeah. I'm not wasting my seven euros in a baby Guinness. I'd rather have a point. The last thing that I think I was gonna do. Well, first I was gonna cause I have to talk about Philadelphia in every episode per my contract with the city of philadelphia <laughs> i'm just kidding i have no contract with the city of philadelphia i would love to have a contract with the city of philadelphia um but the last bit um kind of on like drink specials and stuff in philadelphia there's a very specific thing called a citywide and it's like a beer normally it's like a bud or like some really cheap beer and you get a shot normally of like whiskey and it's like four dollars so you got a shot and a beer for four dollars and it's like a special that kind of goes on like it's all the time like everybody kind of does I think it's normally god I've been out of Philly too long I think it's normally in the summers it's mainly used in the summers I think you can maybe get it all year round but it's like the big thing to do it's the big thing to do well that's it it's like Americans think that Ireland has this crazy drinking culture and the different I think the conclusion that I have made today slash in my past three years Irish people can drink more and they can't and they like love to get drunk and get fucked up but it's all in a sense it's all within such a very specific sense of fun culture around it in that it's like we drink we socialize like it just kind of is what it is and it's not really like there's rules like it's all measured it's all whatever like if you're going out it's all the Mm -hmm. pint is a pint you know your your shot is a shot but like yeah, people normally can drink more. The nights, I feel, like, people go longer. Like, having a session at somebody's house after a drink, like, oh, when you're we out, didn't even you're touch out. on that. Yeah, like, you're going out, out. Yeah, like you're going, I'm not going out for out, two out. drinks. I'm yeah. going out. And, like, the whole, like, oh, well, we have one more five yeah. times over. You're like, oh, sure, well, we have one more. Well, we have one more. Well, we have one more. Like, it's very much like that. Whereas in the U.S., I think it's just a bit more chaotic. Like, there's there's more options. There's cheaper options. There's, like more flavors but it's all kind of like a lot of people especially when you're younger like I'm getting into like I'm in my late 20s I should probably have a better drinking 
like I'm sure a bunch of my friends who will be listening to this from home will be like Shannon I've moved way past this like fratly like frat age drinking like I drink responsibly now or whatever like when I don't drink responsibly it still is like it's not the way you're describing but I've just find watching like even my friends stories from home and stuff when they're drinking they just go a, it's a bit more chaotic because it's just not as I don't like it's from one to a hundred. Yeah, like, it's yeah. Like Americans they're, they're are Beyonce like Beyonce turning yeah. into Sasha Fierce. It's yeah. like, oh, let down the hair. We're going book wild. Yeah. Anything's possible tonight. Yeah. Woohoo! And then there's a cutoff point. Goodbye. They're going home. Yeah. Or they're going all night like Irish people. I think normally it's like zero to a hundred, and then you might go kind of late, but like I think the latest I've ever stayed up in the US was like four. Whereas like I was up a f- a few weekends ago until 8 a.m. Yeah, we don't go to bed. I started at half four and I went to bed at 8 a.m. Yeah, you go to a house party and you leave the house party and it's getting bright again. You're like, oh shit, I've got work in three hours. Yeah, <laughs> I think Americans, yeah, maybe it's just more sporadic. And I don't know what it is. Like, I think it can be very spontaneous here. Like, we're like, oh, well, we meet for oh, a pint. Oh, it's never planned. Well, like, we'll meet for a pint. And, and then escalates. it's like 10 pints oh, yeah. later. And you're in some random stranger's house the other side of the city having the best night ever yeah. and not knowing how you got there. But knowing you're having fun yeah. and you're in safe company, yeah. but going like, yeah, we're very lastminute.com. We don't really like to plan a good session because it happens naturally. Because usually things that are planned never really work out or they're yeah. quite boring. So yeah. yeah, we're very spontaneous like that. We like to go with the flow. And then yeah. suss out the kind of fun people and kind of, you know, whittle away from, Asher. Oh, sure, she's no crack. She's no fun. Right, get rid of them. This yeah. looks like a fun group. But then integrate yourself with like a fun group of people. Yeah. Oh, and definitely then, meeting so many people on the nights out. Or else your oyster. And it's actually like fun. I think the difference is like, I'm thinking back to when I went out in the US, like asterisk. I haven't gone out drinking in the US in like two years. So it's been a long time. My memory is probably yeah, foggy, you're but like, now. You're in your late I know 20s. my memory's gone, but like, I think the last time that I would have gone out in the US, we would have planned, we would have planned it. We would have been like, we don't know what's going to happen, but we know that we want to go out tonight. Whereas I feel like here it's like, hey, do you want to meet for a drink? And then you end up out. Yeah. Or, or you even when you do someone. have like, even when you do have a booking in for a dinner, you're like, could go either way. Yeah. The next thing, it's the table behind you. You're with them and you're going to some house yeah. party they've got out in the back of the garden because they have yeah. five bottles of champagne or Prosecco yeah. or whatever in their fridge. And you're like, yeah, I never say no to free booze. Yeah. And I do find too, this will, I'll get into like when I talk about dating and stuff, but I do tend to feel safer going out here because... Irish guys, like, they will approach you, but never in the creepy way that they do in the U.S. So I feel like so much of my time in the U.S. is fending off unwanted conversation, whereas here, so much time drinking, you're, like, meeting people and, like, enjoying the conversation. And yeah, it's you, just could, kind you could of be like out with easy. a bunch of lads and you being the only girl and knowing you feel safe because yeah. you're not being kind of like, oh, she's a bit of eye candy, let's gang up on her. Yeah. They're actually out having a good laugh yeah. and having the banter with you, yeah. That, I don't know, that wasn't a clear conclusion, but it is different. It's It's just like different vibes in a way that I can't quite describe. Because you can go late, you can go later in the US in a lot of places. Like, the clubs will stay open, like, later in the US than they might here. Like, all that kind of stuff. It It seems set up in the US to be like it could be so much wilder. And in some ways it is wilder, but it's not quite... As fun. 
Because we do have a lot of after parties. We love our yeah. after parties here. Yeah, and, and there's an after do. after party. You can yeah. sniff it out. You can find it. There's always a way. Yeah. There's always a derelict building somewhere that's been soundproofed. <laughs> you pay ten euro to get in, and then you know the next thing you know, oh, it's bloody lunchtime. Oh my god, lock-ins. Lock-ins, yeah. I've only ever technically been locked in once, okay. and I left like fifteen minutes into it. Because I wasn't expecting it to be a lock-in, and I wa- it wasn't going to be one of those nights. Did that but happen like, in Dublin? Yeah, it happened right there. Oh, okay. Yeah, at the local. Um, so a lock-in. Explain a lock-in. Well, a lock-in is you go to your local bar, you're having drinks, you're having a great night. Obviously, the bar has to close. They need to clean up. They need to cash up. They need to shut the premises. But once in a blue moon, there's a lovely barman or maybe an owner who is mad for the crack and allows some of his clientele to stay back and you drink for the night with the owner of the premises slash barman or whoever's in charge and it can be a great old riot yeah and you can also rack up a great old bill Mm. so sometimes you kind of hope that the barman is a bit uh, free-handed with the drink but uh, yeah, no, lock-ins are great crack. Blare your music, hope mm. the guards don't walk by and, yeah. you know, hear it or a neighbour <laughs> complain because they can lose their licence. It's illegal. Um, You can't do it. They so. li- Like you're literally locked you're into locked the You're locked into place. the pub. You they can't go outside the front for a cigarette. You can't give... Um, Once you're gone, you're gone. Yeah, you can't give a notion there's a light on. You know, people need to be vacated from their premises yeah. from 2 a.m. Yeah, and so you normally have to know somebody. You have to be trusted. Oh, 100% be, trusted. Yeah, you can't, you can't like, be messy. You can't just be around so it's there. a privilege... Yeah. to be within that space and you're yeah. normally smoking indoors because obviously smoking is illegal indoors in Ireland but they let you smoke you can do whatever you want yeah. within reason that it doesn't draw attention to uh, the, the, the angst and the badness that's going on well, it's usually great crack we're yeah. just singing Tina Turner or Abba yeah. you know yourself that's like a throwback to the first episode <laughs> another drink being opened right okay so that was Drinking part one of probably a few as we've gotten. I think the thing is, when you start drinking, you think of more things about drinking that you need to talk about. So I'll have to come back. I'll have to come back and like already be. (laughs) We'll already be a few more in. (laughs) We could be drunker at that point. Yeah, it'll start flowing a bit quicker. (laughs) But thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Brian, so much for answering this the more serious bits and like also just coming over having a drink having a laugh you're welcome what Um, else would i be doing on a tuesday evening on a tuesday (laughs) there we go we'll leave it we'll leave it there (laughs) thank you so much everyone and i will see you next week bye